Welcome to a new episode of Ontopic with Kratik. Today, I'm with Grant Hassley. Hello, Grant. How are you? I'm doing fine, Grant. What about you? Doing very well. Thanks for having me, Ali. Thanks for being here. Grant is the CEO and founder of Wagyu Games, and their main product is Undead Blocks. And Undead Blocks is a play-to-earn FPS game. Am I right, Grant? That is correct. We are a kill-to-earn zombie survival shooter Looks very similar to Call of Duty Zombies crossed with Mario Kart. We're really excited to be offering this game to you guys in quarter four of 2022. And it's just been an absolute blast and a pleasure to make and really excited to answer any questions you might have. Yeah, like I checked the website and I suggest everyone to check your website and it was like fun. So I'm hyped for the game. I think it has to be fun, right? Like you're seeing so many of these web browser-based, decentralized yield farming concept games. They're not really games at all. Exactly. And from our perspective, we have to prioritize fun. We're, we're less focused on the earning. Of course, we're going to have that option available, but more so bringing people into the ecosystem for the fun and then teaching them more about the blockchain that is behind yeah. you know, the game. Itself. Yeah, so like if it's... Blockchain gaming, and if you call it as blockchain gaming, I think we should focus on gaming since blockchain is only the technology that powers us, powers creators to build some complex economic models and structures easily. But it is only the technology and people don't buy technologies. People buy fun, people buy experiences. So in your project, I really seen that you are focusing on fun and gaming first, then blockchain, if I'm right. Yeah, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head there, I think. From our perspective, if we can provide an experience where people want to play, regardless of if they're earning at all, then we have a winner here. And that's basically why we've been doing these free-to-play and earn tournaments, getting a lot of feedback for our community. How do we make this game funner? Is it fun? People are having a blast. Yeah. And really, it's just about scaling that now, really providing the, the experience with no barrier to entry, whether that's not needing a wallet. You know, not even needing to be good at the game, like really no skill level required. That's what's going to bring in the most amount of people. And then we we layer on that blockchain technology mm -hmm. on top of it. I totally agree with you. So we will talk about how to build a sustainable gaming economy. But before we talk about that, I want to ask you some personal questions. What is like your life story? What did you before you started Wagyu Games and Undead Blocks project and... Yeah, like what were the challenges with you? Honestly, I in this show, I'm more focusing on entrepreneurial side of businesses. So feel free to tell about your journey that gets you where you are now. I think I have a pretty unique journey. I'm coming into this from the traditional world of high finance where I was working at Goldman Sachs. I was an FPA or FP&A director at a large bank in the United States. And so I've always been good at managing a Web 2 business. And now you look at Web 3 and you're saying, okay, how do we build something that's sustainable for the long term? And that's really what we're doing with Wagyu. We have over 30 employees at Wagyu. We also are working on hiring. <laughs> we need more butts in the seats. But we started Wagyu in July of last year. We raised about a million and a half dollars in a seed round led by Animoca Brands. And from there, We've really been able to scale out the resources that are necessary to build a game. You know, we do all of our blockchain minting in-house, but we also have all of our developers in-house that are building the game. We want to build more games as well under the Wagyu umbrella. And I'll tell you, I've been working on Wagyu now for almost two years. It's been, I've had more fun doing Wagyu than the 10 years that I worked in high finance. It's just night and day. It's an absolute blast. And 
really just you get to meet so many unique and awesome people. I've had some great experiences with going to Vietnam or speaking at NFT NYC, speaking at NFT London. There's been so many different ways that I've been able to touch lives of people around the world. And I just want to keep being able to provide that to people. It seems like a great journey. And you said you had an investment round, which was led by Animoca Brands. That's correct. This, this. Yeah, we, we did a seed round in July to get us kicked off. Animoca led the round. X Network and uh, Gen Block and Double Peak also participated. And choose your partners closely and wisely. From our perspective, we wanted to partner with the largest VC in the space, Animoca Brands, and they were a huge target for us. We brought them in, and now it's just a matter of continuing to expand, finding more smart people that want to work with us, and really just providing fun games. You so like I want to focus on a bit about this investment round. If it's okay for you, are you able to, and is it okay for you to share the valuation of the seed? Sure. Round? So the the seed round we did sixty five million FTV for the token, which is now trading around three hundred fifty million FTV. So no, there was a, a a sizable benefit there. But what we did was. We only wanted to give up less than 5% of the supply. You're looking at a lot of our competitors that raised seed rounds and they're giving away 20, 25% of the token. And that really just dilutes the supply, right? For every single quarter, you're going to have to continue having that sell pressure. So from our perspective, we did a really good job of not raising more than we needed to use. And so now we have the, the boots off the ground. We have an awesome game. We're working on getting more exchanges. And I think with that volume, we'll be able to really eat up some of those supply unlocks. I think you're seeing that struggle uh, from a lot of other games because they just don't have anyone that wants to eat the eat the supply from the the groups that are trying to unload. Mm-hmm. And you know, our perspective from our perspective, the partners that we've chosen they're not clamoring on my door for tokens, right? Like they want to see this thing grow. They really want to see it expand, and that's also very important too. It just allows us to, to do our job focus on what's necessary and just continue building out the franchise. So like what was the biggest challenge you had in the round in investment processes? I think the biggest challenge is outlaying the vision to entities that don't have a clear roadmap for Web3 at all, mm-hmm. right? Like you're seeing the industry change literally by the day. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw Magic Eden now getting rid of royalties for content mm-hmm. creators. We saw the dual token economy that really was exploding last year with Axie Infinity. That didn't work. So everyone's kind of throwing the spaghetti at the wall. And here we are just kind of building a Web 2 business in Web 3. That's just going to provide us the advantage to you know, overlay the model that ends up reigning supreme. But it's incredibly difficult to build one of those models. That's why I think the approach that we're taking having the earnings for the play to earn scale with revenue that we drive as a company is the most sustainable way to do it. We're not creating a currency out of scratch, giving it to you as a reward and watching it go to zero. We're basically saying we're going to keep the rewards stable, rewards fixed, but we have to drive revenue. We have to bring players in the door through a freemium model. That's really going to help us. So I think it's the time to deep dive into the microeconomic side of gaming. So I want to ask you how um, a new project, a new entrepreneur should focus on while building a microeconomy side of the game and what are the, some biggest challenges, what they need to focus on. And you said you had a dual token system, you had freemium, free-to-play system. So can you tell us more about it? Sure. 
so we have what I would consider a soft dual token economy. We have the undead token, which is what we raised to the seed round. This is the pu publicly traded token. And this is the governance token, right? This is something where you can vote on new maps. We're going to have the ability to vote on new weapons. Really the vision and direction of the game itself. But the main utility of Undead Token will be the ability to acquire NFTs using the token. Mm -hmm. Whether that's staking the Undead Token to mint an NFT directly. Or just burning the, the Undead Token to mint a smaller priced NFT. So we have these different tiers. You can check them out on our website if you're interested. But if you acquire the Undead Token, you're going to have the most utility in the industry. So many governance tokens don't have utility. And frankly, they're just used as speculatory assets. I don't believe in that. So when our full game goes live with our partnership with Immutable X, if you want to buy a loot coffin, which is like a loot crate from CSGO, you can uh, use buy it in fiat or you can also buy it using the undead token at a big discount and that those tokens will be burned it's deflationary mechanism and i think that's important as we continue to increase supply that we have that counterbalance there but the earnings mechanism is called z bucks and that is a soft reward currency it's not something that you earn through gameplay like you physically click the mouse to earn it's something that will be given to you randomly as you continue to play more through the game and it's stable it's not a stable coin, it's a stable reward where we have a treasury that backs the stable reward. And then as we scale that revenue, we can hand it out to people and then they can use that to swap for any crypto they want. If you earn $100 in Z-Bucks, you could swap for $100 in Ethereum, BUSD, Matic, BNB, or you could buy some cosmetics in our game, or you could just keep them. There's three different ways you can really use those Z-Bucks. So it's not something that is guaranteed for gameplay, which is where you get into the hyperinflation, right? Mm -hmm. The more that you print NFTs, the more you guarantee the supply, the more you hyperinflate the secondary currency. So that's just not going to happen from our perspective. And I think that's really going to provide us the most sustainable and unique microeconomy for a Web3 game going forward. It seems like a great structure and it is more um, spending focus in my opinion. So you are not focusing only on rewarding people, but you are, you are encouraging them to buy NFTs, to buy assets. So there is a revenue generated, then you split this revenue randomly to gamers, if I understand Correct. the structure. Okay, yeah. I think it's the only and the best way to build the economic structure for a Web3 game. So if we talk more about the game Undead Blocks, so it's an FPS game. It is, it is a web-based game, right? It is a download. And, and we wanted to do a desktop because I think the quality is better. A lot of these web browser-based GL games, I don't think people find them fun. And a lot of people or a lot of groups just have a bunch of bots playing. So mm. with our executable, you physically have to play. It's, it's actual human beings that you're playing with and against, which... I really like, and it's something that when we continue to build out more games, they'll all be in the same Wagyu executable, which is going to be awesome. And what, what do you think about mobile? So do you consider to build, do you consider a launch, a version of the game in mobile devices, or do you have plans? Absolutely. I mean, mobile is a big part of our strategy. I think we need to get to mobile because that is where the future of gaming is moving. And so we want to do Undead Mobile as well as Undead Blocks on PC and Mac. We'll be the first gaming studio to do a Web3 game on PC, Mac, and mobile, mm -hmm. which is exactly where we want to live. So 
Expect mobile coming next year. Really, we just need to focus on launching Undead Blocks for PC and Mac this year and kind of using that brand IP and that franchise to propel us to uh, you know, the Apple and the Google stores to get into mobile gaming. Yeah, so this will be a cross-platform game. And yeah. it, it is going to be the same competition. So can I play with my friends? If I'm using the desktop version, can I still play with my mobile friends or those are different? There's, we want to have the cross-platform, but not cross-compete. Because we know that people on mobile will not have yeah. any to compete. But like, if you want to play around, hang out and have fun, of course. It's not something we want to do massive tournaments for, though. But we might do mobile-only tournaments. But the PC and Mac tournaments will be their own set. It's just impossible right now to develop a game that is the same quality on all platforms. But if you want to play around, hang out with your friends and have fun, absolutely. So Undead Blocks is an FPS game. And as a gamer, I know myself, FPS games is not the most popular subject. It's not the most popular game type last year's. And I wonder what influenced you the most to develop an FPS game. I think a couple couple things. One, the landscape for mm-hmm. a zombie FPS game is kind of barren. You're looking at historic yeah. titles like Left 4 Dead and Call of Duty Zombies, Resident Evil. These games were enjoyed by millions of people. So we know that people like the genre and the concept. Mm-hmm. But Call of Duty's moving away from their Zombies franchise and focusing on Warzone. Okay, that's fine. We understand. And I think we can bring in a lot of these gamers. You're looking at competition coming for Battle Royale, tactical 6v6 shooters, and you're looking around the landscape and saying, wow, Box is building the only zombie shooter. So that is, you know, having that sort of monopoly early. You know, we know that more people are, are going to arrive in this industry going forward, but if we can kind of monopolize the zombie genre, Mm-hmm. That's millions of people, mainstream Web2 people that could get interested in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Then you're looking at our developers at Wagyu. Most of them have experienced FPS games. It's what they like to do. It's what they want to do. And mm-hmm. when your employees are happy, it makes things a lot easier. They're having a blast, whether it's putting in Easter eggs, designing weapon skins, uh, working on maps. They, they love doing this kind of stuff. So those two combinations really provide us with that potent cocktail of okay, we're going to dominate the zombies industry, eventually moving into more mainstream shooters, but it provides us that sort of, I want to call it like a bar. Like we, we're setting the bar so high that mm-hmm. any other Web3 entity that wants to build a zombie shooter is really going to struggle. When yeah. you're looking at a lot of other games like Kiraverse, like Dead Drop, like Shrapnel, these more open world concepts, they all have to compete against each other. But if you're a Zombies fan, you're coming to Undead Blocks. And that's, frankly, why we chose the zombie genre. Yeah. So since it's an era, you hold this genre fully. Yes. Yeah. That sounds good. So you sound like you're a gamer yourself, are you? I like to get on the sticks. I've been playing Call of Duty my entire life. You know, I was a big Halo guy, Gears of War. I also play a lot of sports games here in the United States. Uh, Madden, 2K, uh, FIFA. You know, those kind of competition aspects we're putting into our game. But I think it's also important for people that work in gaming to play. Like, you see a lot of executives from Web 2 and Web 3 entities, and they have no idea what they're talking about. They're just trying to make money, and that's where we provide that unique experience where 
I'm just a gamer at heart, and we I'm in our Discord every day talking to community members. Hey, what do you guys want to see? How's this new yeah. update? How does it feel? People yeah, I, think a a, yeah, I think it's a huge benefit for undead blocks. You're a gamer yourself. Since I in in this era in Web3 gaming industry, there are many non-gamer and like non-gamer non founders, and they don't know a shit about what makes yes. game fun, might think what makes a game more playable, have a good experience. So they they just more like earning focus, play to earn focus. But yeah, in your project, I really see you are trying to provide a good zombie shooting experience. Immutable X did a survey last week and they said, what's more important to you? Good gameplay or good graphics? And 90% of people said good gameplay. Yeah. So we have the fun gameplay loop and that's why we built in Unity so we could port over to mobile. But there are just so many games that are just dry. They're not fun to play. Yeah, there's earning, whatever. But that's not sustainable for the long term. I want to build out Wagyu for the next decade. I want in 10 years when Web3 Gaming is taking over, I want Wagyu to be at the front, the forefront. And that's where we see ourselves. You know, there's Mythical Games just raised $215 million at a $1.2 billion valuation. And we want to be that company. We want to be that large, that grandiose I want to provide the funnest games in Web3. I think we can get there. It's just a matter of, you know, putting our heads down, making that work, putting in that sweat equity, and it's really going to pay us off in spades. Thanks for this solid answer. So I want to ask you, you said you are in the Discord every day and you are socializing with your community. So I think it's a neat thing for gaming area. Uh, of course, community always uh, was important, but with Web3, it became the base of, of the product. So how community have a role in undead blocks, for undead blocks, and what are your some future plans for your community, etc.? Well, I want to start that question by saying that the game is built for them. It's not built for me. It's not built for us. It's we not built for investors <laughs> as well. It not for investors, it's not for us, it's for the people that are going to play it, enjoy it, and they're going to want to buy an NFT or undead token. So we have to, and that's what we do. When we run tournaments, we ask them, how many people should we pay out? What's the game format look like? Mm -hmm. What do you guys want to see in a future map? What do you guys want to see in future weapons? We mm -hmm. take all their feedback, and we put it into our game, and it's simple. Then people love it. They, love, they feel like they're being heard, they're going to invest more, they're going to feel a part of the group, a part of the team, and that's really going to just pay us off. I, I love the fact that we can solicit community feedback and just quickly put it into our game. To these people, it, it makes them feel like they're a part of the group, part of the executive team, and I, and I really love that. That's never going to change, no matter how large we get. I'm always going to be interacting with our community members and trying to come up with the best ideas. Why pay a consultant all this money to, to come up with fun things to do in our game, where we can actually just ask the people that play it every day. Just good business for us, and I really enjoy having that white glove service for them. Yeah, so the last question is coming, and I'm really sad it's the last question, and since it was really enjoyable discussion with you, and thanks for that. So what do you think about the future of gaming, and what excites you most for the future of gaming? I think the ability to save your progress, the ability to have cross-interoperable IP through the use of NFTs, and mm -hmm. people being able to earn. And that's really three prongs. I'll, I'll tackle each prong separately. Let's start with 
the save your progress. You're going from Warzone 1 to Warzone 2. Now you have to rebuy everything. Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2, rebuy everything. And, mm -hmm. and you have to ask yourself, how do game developers keep getting away with this behavior? This very frustrating, it's upsetting, and it's the biggest pain point in gaming. We solve that problem by having our NFTs compatible with all of our games mm -hmm. and also being able to level them up and save your progress. Number two, the cross-interoperability of Web3 IP. Let's say you buy an Undead Blocks NFT. Maybe that gives you access to seven or eight different games that we've partnered with in a sort of blockchain gaming alliance. That is coming. That is going to be super cool and unique so that you're not just buying assets from all these different games. You can really invest in one title that you love that gives you access to all these other games. And third is the daily earning aspect. Let's be honest. We need to offer it. It's far overdue. But you have to do it sustainability, um, sustainably. And we're doing that through scaling with revenue. If people invest in our ecosystem, buy a lot of free-to-play cosmetics, we can then in turn give some of that revenue back to our community. These game developers are making money hand over foot. Mm -hmm. It's time we reinvest some of the proceeds back into our community, keep people excited, people engaged, and it will be the most healthy form of gaming that I think we've ever seen. So yeah, it was a great answer. Thank you. So I will close the recording now to talk more about Call of Duty and how this IP will go in the future. Thanks for being in the show. It was really fun listening for me. And yeah, thanks for being here. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. Take uh, care. Thank you. So everyone, thank you for listening to our podcast and stay tuned for the very next episode.